You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. Hey there, all you uh, City Lights Equipping Podcast uh, listeners. This is your good buddy, Oliver Wong, and your favorite. Uh, I'm not sure I'm their favorite. Yeah. Is that what you were referring to? Well, you're pretty likable. You're a likable Thank guy. You. I'm that's assuming. nice. I'm, well, I'm Chris Armfield, yeah. and maybe now they hear my name, they're like, oh, no, that's not my favorite, nor is he likable. But I don't think people say that, because that's just not nice. No, you're magnetic. You're charismatic. You, well, you, got a, you got a certain draw to you. It's a southern charm. You know where I got that from? You want to talk about, we should talk about your haircut, because what they can't see is things are different from the last time that we met. Okay, that's fine, but people on podcasts never see. Yeah, but they see in in, in There's faith. a podcast coming about that, though. Well, let's keep it a surprise. See. Be there on Sunday, and you can see the haircut. Probably this will be out after Sunday. I so. might wear a wig, though. It's retroactive, yeah. Maybe. That gives you a hint. You never know. I have a Jesus wig. We like to, he, Chris will keep you on your toes. He will keep you guessing, and that's what, what we love about that's Chris. That's my goal, and that's the vision for City Lights Quipping Podcast. Hey, yep. Not keeping you on your toes, but kind of is, because the Spirit is always making new in us, not because we're bad, but because He's making us ever more like Him. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But you're listening to City Lights Podcast. And listen, the vision of City Lights Podcast ultimately is that we want to help you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven exactly where you are. So wherever you're listening right now, I know you're probably listening, you're probably locked into that. But when you leave the place you are, or you meet your des- go to your destination in a car or wherever else, we're hopeful that you are better equipped, you better understand, you better identify how to take your next step to exalt Jesus with your spouse, with mm-hmm. your friend, with your neighbor, wherever you go. So uh, by the time this podcast is over, we're believing that you will be better equipped to do that. So that's what you're listening to. Last week, we started our first topic. It's a topic that all of us um, have to deal with, especially as grownups, unless we have any six-year-old. For our six-year-old audience, you guys are probably doing good on this. But for anyone that's over six, the issue of rest is a huge issue. Um, rest, um, the the ability to walk under pressure, under fire, but walking in a sense of restfulness and not being stressed or anxious in any way is part of biblical life. It's part of the blessed life. It's something that Jesus did um, perfectly. Mm. And so we want to talk about that um, because rest in the kingdom is different, I believe, from what we typically mean rest in the world to mean. Rest in the world typically means escaping from uh, you know, responsibility or escaping from the world or escaping from work. And in some ways, I think it could be that. Um, but it's not always that. Um, mm. It's not a binging. It's not ice cream and Netflix on loop. You know, as you talked about last time, Chris, it's not escaping from my problems or you know getting high or using some type of a substance. That's not what rest is. Um, rest is not burn and, and binge. Rest is um, really we talked about a relationship. It's it's walking in a certain posture so that by the end of the week at five o'clock on Friday, I look back and I don't think, oh, I was doing a whole bunch of stuff that God wanted to do for me. Actually, there was this partnership between he and I that he did what he promised to do, and I did what I want to be faithful to do, and that's really where rest exists, an active participation in a conversation or in a relationship between us and the Lord. So the two words we use is moving from a calendar to consecration, a calendar to consecration. So in other words, instead of listening to the objectives and the lists and the goals and the tasks that other people or myself would throw at myself in order to prove that I've been fruitful, it's simply abiding into a consecrated or a relational lifestyle with Jesus in every moment, 
in every season, in every uh, daily activity. Yeah, I think a helpful word next to consecration looks like conversation. I know for me, when a few months ago, the Lord was, I believe, was bringing me into a season of consecration, which in more simple terms, time with the Lord or set apartness with my mind, really it became holistic for me, meaning all of me, my mind, my heart, my body, literally all of it. So I'm I am eating differently. I am sleeping differently. I am reading differently. It's really, but not because I have to, but because I've really grown in attractiveness, Mm -hmm. meaning I really, really, really want to be with everything that God is and be with him. So a simple word is conversation, because that's really how it feels. It feels like we're having a dialogue with God. We're stirring our mind and heart and leading us in the scriptures and the things he said and the things he's saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are that's significant calendar demands I'd be somewhere and do something. Mm-hmm. And a conversation is more free flowing and relational. So but I'd think that I'm hopeful today one of the things we're gonna be able to say that calendar is not an evil thing, a mm-hmm. bad thing. In fact, calendars can set us up to bring a lot of honor to the appropriate things if we see them right. So for those of you who are really, really organized, you're probably gifted that way. You like order. You're probably gifted that way. There could be a simple, simple tendency of, oh, stress out, and I've got to do, got to do, got to do. But I think the calendar can really become a great partner mm-hmm. in consecration right. rather yep. than an enemy. So I, I think we're going to get there today, and that'll be good news. Well, let's get real practical today, kind of the brass tacks of how this would look on a nine-to-five daily basis. I've got four kids. You've got three kids. What does this actually look like? Um, in everyday practical life to live in active rest. Um, Chris, what do you think about that? Well, um, Oliver, you asked me to be prepared for this podcast, and you said, Chris, would you just come with three practical things? And so a lot of times, you guys may or may not know, but Oliver and I spend a lot of time really talking about the things of God for, like you just mentioned, our families, husbanding, parenting, fathering, just being men, being workers, um, just everything we do. Um, and so one of the things we've talked a good bit about is what does that look like in the day-to-day, in and out, et cetera. But we've, we've used the description of an ocean. There's sand where we're not engaged kind of in the things of God. We're watching it. The shallow end, like tiptoe, is we're starting to. And then there's getting in waist deep and then wading in the water and then really getting out to the depths. And so you and I talk about it. So I felt like if I was going to give you some practicals, I would give you a little bit of all three. Mm. And so if I could, I'm going to start with the deep end. It's where my mind went first. And so practical consecration for me, practically stopping the busyness, stopping the burn in a sense of like, go, 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 is uh, my calendar is full every day pretty much. But what I do is I say the most important thing to me is my time with God. And for Mm. me, in my journey, my personality as much time as I can get is helpful. If I have 60 minutes with the Lord, now this is, listen, I've been walking with God for about 25 years. So 60 minutes with the Lord might sound intimidating to you as a listener. And I get that. You just, you might need to just take one step and that's fine. For me, 60 minutes with the Lord, um, really several hours with the Lord is a matter of going from the sand to the shallow end to the, to the water, then coming back in and sitting on the shore for 25 years. So for me, I'll just, just go ahead and confess. And I think I mentioned on the last podcast, it's not abnormal for me to get her up around 3, 3.30 in, in the morning and go spend time with the Lord. Oh, why? Is that because you have a 4.30 meeting? No. Five? No. Six? Well, sometimes I have 6.30 meetings. Most of my work days and meetings start around 9. That gives me, you know, on average, two to as many as maybe even six or seven hours before I have a meeting with the Lord. You're like, whoa, that must be because you're pastoral and you're a pastor, you got things to do. Well, really, all that time is just being with him. Mm. I'm not doing things. I'm working on being, not doing. That's a practical thing for me. So I will say this. My schedule 
dictates it. So if I have a 6.30 meeting, that's the morning I'm probably going to get up at 3.30. Uh, if I have a 9 o'clock meeting, I'm probably going to get up at, I don't know, 4.30 sometimes. So I'm usually getting those hours. I've never regretted a moment giving my calendar over to the Lord. My calendar tells me how much time I need with the Lord, meaning if I look at my calendar and I have a meeting, I'm going to back it up earlier so I can get that time with the Lord. I, mm-hmm. Oliver, you've heard me say it recently. Like I can't, I can't do life without this. Mm-hmm. Not so I can be a successful pastor at City Lights, but a son. I need to be reminded. I want to be reminded in its fellowship. I'd say mm-hmm. the next thing for me as a practical is uh, going back towards the shallow end. Uh, I'm a father of three, and I love my wife as well. And I think I've realized in the last year I love my family in a reactive way. When they need something, mm. I'll show up and I'm very present. Yeah. I hope I'm helpful. Um, I think I've used to treat the things of God that way, reacting like, oh, I think I probably need some time with God or shouldn't I or something like that. My time in the early morning with the Lord is not reactive. And now I'm trying to make it so that my family time isn't. So most recently I said to my daughter, Annabelle, can I take you on a breakfast date uh, tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And what I was saying is instead of trying to find out when you need time with me, I'm going to proactively block out my schedule and give it to you. Mm -hmm. So breakfast date spilled into, um, hey, do you want to help me clean out the garage? Do you want to help me go to Goodwill and drop stuff off? Do you want me to, you want to go do that? And we spent so much quality time and we actually didn't just go from quality time. We actually started to do things together that had nothing to do with relationship, but it was way more fun to do them relationally than not. So to me, that was a practical thing where my calendar, I had needs, but the relational investment, proactive active kind of enjoying with my daughter spilled over into actual activities that I did with her. Mm. Last but not least, how do I enter into consecration when I'm on the calendar? So let's say I'm in between meetings, someone's late or ends early. What are you going to do with that gap of space? Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen, I'm a people watcher to some degree. The phone, um, Instagram, social media, whatever. I don't even know what people do on their phones all the way. But what do you do when you find a gap in your calendar so Great if you're question. in traffic and you're on your way somewhere, what do you do? Do you yeah. get busy? Do you fill it with time? Or do you say, hey, God, look at this extra time I found. Do you want to say anything? You know, I think the most relevant question in all of this is when I'm waking up early in the morning with the Lord, what are you saying? When I'm spending time with my daughter intentionally, mm-hmm. God, what are you saying to her and her to me? Mm-hmm. And then when I'm, as I go in the calendar, God, what are you saying? To me, Oliver, and this is this finishes up my practicals, mm-hmm. the main stay with all these is, God, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. I'm here to listen. In all that I do, I'm here to listen. So my calendar submits to my listening to God, mm-hmm. and it prioritizes it. So calendar is number two. Going to Lowe's is number two. Number one is always God, what, and why. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for the how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's interesting you bring up the beach metaphor. I'm, I'm similar in that way. I think I approached it kind of like from the bigger picture down to to the practical and to the smaller. Um, three things that I had list, listed here is, number one is uh, um, I have a moleskin journal, which I cut, which I love, and I love my time with my moleskin journal. And uh, every day um, before the day starts, um, I get before that journal, um, and really it's me, not just the journal, but it's me and the Lord, and asking Him, Lord, what do you have for me today? And allow for Him to surprise me. What am I not thinking of? Who am I not thinking of? Um, a lot of times if I start with tasks and I don't go back to the Father, if I start with the calendar and not the conversation, then the calendar begins to dictate my day. So those days that I've found have gone well begin with that journal, and they begin with questions like, uh, Father, who are you sending me to talk to today? Um, Father, what's most important about today that can't be missed today? Like, what's, There's other things that maybe can get flexed on, but what's the most important thing so I can put the big rocks first, so to speak? 
Um, where are you sending? You know, what's the tone of the day? Sometimes I'll ask him, you know, for, for a word or a, or a verse that, you know, will really anchor me depending on, you know, where my heart is at for the day. But I definitely want to engage him not only um, relationally between me and him, but also logistically and productively towards the day, towards task, not only relationship with him and I. Mm. The second thing is that um, hopefully by the end of that time, uh, I come up with, I don't know where the number came from, I think it was my dentist, Ben Daniels, so shouts out to him. Mm. Um, he told me one day one day that he always has six, six tasks a day. He said a good productive day typically for him had six and it worked for me. So I come up with six tasks um, every day of, of sort of six things that need to get done. And those aren't just tasks, you know, they can be family time, they can be um, rest time, they could be exercise time, they could be um, ministry time, whatever, you know, but those six blocks are the are the kind of, there's a difference between cake and icing, like you said, there are different little things we can squeeze in and move around, which are fine, but if there are six immovable blocks, what are those things? Um, obviously holding those loosely, but um, as I walk through the day, I know that I've talked to the Lord about those things, and I feel good about those being the key priorities, not necessarily urgent things, but important things, significant things, that I feel like are fruitful and abide by, you know, what the Lord has told me to do. And then um, last but not least, and it's similar to what you're saying, but taking each and every moment captive with that question, um, Lord, what are you saying? Um, and I would say this, I think, in coming into different meetings, different tasks, um, writing emails, um, uh, responding to text messages, phone calls, or whatever, um, each and every one of those um, have, as I've heard and as I've listened they have different tones to them that I wouldn't know. You know, for example, I know last night for for group for city group we had a great time, and driving up and, and approaching the time I always ask, you know, Lord, what are you saying? You know, um, mm-hmm. city groups in itself, you know, they exist to support, stir, and send. But each time we do that, there's a different I don't know uh, key. If you're a musical person, an mm-hmm. A minor key, a G G major key, you know, a happier tone, a slower tone, an exciting, a passionate stir. And so just thinking about Lord, what's the What's the tone of this evening? What's the tone of this meeting? Is this a time to be encouraging or a time to be stirring and challenging? And so he just said, hey, you're going to have a good time. Um, the word of the night is joy. Um, don't take things too seriously and laugh it up. And we laughed a lot and let mm. the kids play around. And we joked about the kids. And mm. and um, and Kelton was next to me, who's Kelton is in the next room. He's in the group. And uh, little, little baby Caleb, who's Kristen's son, tried to make a pass on, on Kelton's fiance, Lindsay. And Lindsay, <laughs> uh, she was just a sport about it. And so was Kelton. And we had a good time. So Caleb was kind of the star of the show. And of course, so is Jesus because he loves kids. <laughs> if I wasn't aware, I just think about it this way. If I wasn't aware of not only... Only the song, but also the key. Lord, what's the key mm. of the song that you want to play? Do you want to play it in mm. C, C sharp, or you know, mm. and the pace and the and the tempo? You know, you've listened to fast songs taken down slow. I feel the Lord operates in that way. And what what does it look like if He's playing one song and I'm playing a different key? That's not going to work, you know. Mm. So let me get on your page, Lord. Let me get on your pace, your timing. Not only mm. what you've asked me to do, but the how and the and the the tempo and the why and the and the mm. pace. So um, I, I would say that, yeah, even though we have these things on our calendar, approaching each event um, as though they're an adventure, because they are, and we always ask and include him, um, inviting him into each and every moment mm. of the day. Man, really good stuff, Oliver. Journal, super practical. So 
listener out there, if you haven't journaled, do that. I just read some of my journals from the last couple of months and was reminded of things that have come to fruition now. Yeah. Really cool, thankful moments. That's really good. I like in your notes, uh, I've read over your notes, you talked about six tasks a day, but one of the things you wrote is tell your day what to do mm-hmm. rather than letting your day t- dictate what you do. I think that's that's really good language. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, um, I, w- I would love to ask our listeners, what would your list be? What are the three practical things that you would write down? And I'd actually, would you be willing to not only think through those, write them down, but would you share them with us? Uh, send us an email. Awesome. Go, ahead and, go ahead and send it at owong at citylights.cc. Hey, and maybe mm-hmm. you'd be willing to even go on the iTunes and share that as some feedback. Um, but we really, I'm being serious. We want to hear this. We're going to be asking you about it. What are your three practical things? We want to learn, seriously. Because yeah. Oliver That's and I good. are just two people and uh, we work together. So ours are going to be similar. But could you share those with us for our growth, our understanding would be really helpful. And um, so we want to hear that from you. Last but not least, uh, Jesus, this is really interesting as I'm listening to us talk, Oliver, and podcast listener, think about this. Jesus really was never in a rush. Mm-hmm. In fact, tragedy happened where he was going because he was so present where he was or things didn't come out the way people thought they were because he was so present where he was yet when he finally gets to those places the power of heaven gets revealed and things are amazing so that's not what my point my point is jesus wasn't rushy and then when people were around him he was never saying hurry up could you finish your sentence get to it yeah do this it was more of hey come and sit come and talk uh, come find rest, come find hope. And so I do want to say this. If you're asking God, what are you saying right now? And you don't consistently hear some form of invitation of rest, belong, mm-hmm. be still, be quiet, laugh, throw off. Uh, I'm concerned that your interpretation of God's voice may be more as a voice of the culture Jesus was about rest, not just nap time, you know, rest. I'm going to go away and be with my father in prayer. That was rest. Uh, No, we don't need to do more ministry right now. We need to stop. And so I do want to just throw off one myth. Uh, We try to identify myths now on the podcast. One myth is if I'm choosing to rest, that is laziness, that is complacency, that's irresponsible. No, uh uh-uh. In fact, if you don't rest, I want to say this with boldness but kindness, if you're not resting, I do not believe that you're abiding. Why? Because the one you abide with made a priority of resting. The whole history of the scripture is actually very much in line with a consistent resting. So if you go, oh, I'm just serving God and I'm burnt out, I go, well, somewhere in there, you probably were serving God, but he wants to do it with you and you with him, and he doesn't get burnt out. So that's just a word for you. Um, Jesus is not going to lead you to burn out. He's going to lead you to run and rest well. If you're hearing a voice say, got to do more, got to produce, he's about human beings, not human doings. Mm. That's my last thought. Oliver, why don't you close us out? Any closing thoughts? Yep, that's about all the time we have uh, for today. We're going to try and do these each and every week. We would love feedback, as Chris said, not only of practical things you guys are doing in rest, but other topics that you've been oh, yeah. working with and dealing with. would love to just be responsive in that way. This is just a, a, a real, we're thankful for this technology, the ability to be able to meet people wherever they're at on their car ride and help encourage one another, strengthen one another to take our next step to exalt Jesus and extend his kingdom. So uh, until next time, have a great one. Adios.